Hello and welcome to the Luxembourg History Podcast. My name's Tom Tutton and I'm your host for our second series. Today is the second part of our doubleheader looking at dark events in Luxembourg's history. We'll hear the story of the worst natural disasters in the Grand Duchy. We'll hear the story of the worst natural disasters in the Grand Duchy before examining the story of Dennis Hastert, the disgraced US politician who fully embraced his Luxembourgish roots. We hope you'll enjoy the podcast. In the summer of 2021, huge floods spread across Western Europe, with around 200 people losing their lives across Belgium and Germany. Luxembourg was also heavily affected, even if no deaths were recorded. With extreme weather events becoming an ever more regular occurrence due to climate change, today we're going to look at the worst natural disasters ever to hit the Grand Duchy. Now, although Luxembourg certainly counts as a safe country when it comes to earthquakes and other natural disasters, it would be wrong to think that it has never fallen prey to such catastrophes. One of the worst tornadoes ever to rip through Luxembourg occurred in the summer of 2019. As you may well remember, the violent tornado left a trail of destruction in Pitange and Bacharage in the Grand Duchy's southwest. Emergency services received more than 1,000 calls, countless homes were severely damaged, and 19 people sustained injuries. Four months on, the homes of some 26 families were still uninhabitable. And images and videos on social media showed the tornado tearing down roofs and throwing debris and tree branches into the air. It was not Luxembourg's only tornado, however. In 1999, a tornado hit Viltz, wrecking several houses, blowing off roofs, and wreaking havoc at a local campsite. Material damage was considerable, but luckily nobody was injured. And in 1990, another tornado ravaged Schlinder-Manderscheid in the north of Luxembourg. While it did not claim any victims, the tornado damaged a number of farms and houses, knocking over pylons and uprooting around 100 trees. Fires in the Grand Duchy are not a rare occurrence, but they're seldom the result of natural factors. And Luxembourg's firefighters have repeatedly proven they're on the ball when it comes to reacting quickly and efficiently. Nevertheless, a notable forest fire broke out in the north of the country between Schlindermanderscheid and Konstum in August 2018. Heat waves and droughts had been scorching Luxembourg for more than a week prior to the fire, which eventually affected an area measuring around 10 hectares. More than 130 firefighters were dispatched to battle the flames and bring the fire under control from two sides. The blaze was raging on a steep slope which complicated their efforts and it took more than a day to extinguish the flames. Luxembourg's earthquakes have, historically speaking, been pretty tame, but that does not mean they've never happened. On the 22nd of February 2003, a 5.4 magnitude earthquake rattled the French city of Saint-Dié. The quake was felt in Luxembourg with around 200 concerned residents phoning the Grand Duchy's emergency call centre, but the earthquake did not cause any damage here. Another earthquake caused minor panic in 1976. Countless residents reported that windows were trembling and paintings jumping off the walls. Luxembourg, as it turned out, was feeling the shocks of the 1976 6.5 Friuli earthquake, which occurred in northeast Italy. The quake killed 978 people in Italy and 157,000 were left homeless. Meanwhile, an earthquake that many Luxembourgers will probably never forget was the 1992 Roermond earthquake. It was the strongest recorded earthquake in the Netherlands and in northwestern Europe, causing considerable damage to buildings in the Netherlands as well as Germany and Belgium, while 40 people were injured. Luxembourg escaped unharmed, but countless alarmed residents called the emergency services in panic. Many of them were apparently worried that something had gone wrong at the Catanom nuclear power plant. 
The 2021 floodings were also not a first in Luxembourg. Floods have historically been one of the highest natural risks in Luxembourg. Floods have historically been one of the highest natural risks in the country, and some regions have been devastated by floods several times. The Moselle Valley, for instance, in 1983 and 2018, and the Schur Valley in 1993, 95, 2003 and 2011. More surprisingly, did you know that Luxembourg City fell prey to one of history's deadliest ever lightning strikes in the 19th century? Now, the number of casualties and exact location vary depending on the source, but one thing is clear. A deadly lightning strike struck Luxembourg on the 26th of June, 1807. According to the History Channel, the lightning had struck the fortress in Kirchberg. At the time, Luxembourg was occupied by Napoleon's army, and the French administration had used the fortress to stockpile gunpowder and ammunition. The lightning strike apparently ignited the ammunition and triggered a huge explosion. The author of the History Channel article claims that the incident killed more than 300 people and destroyed two entire blocks, which, however, seems doubtful considering the geography of Kirchberg. According to other sources, the lightning strike had actually hit a tower in the Verlorenkost neighbourhood in Luxembourg City. This account seems more likely. The author claims that 224 powder kegs exploded, killing 32 people and injuring 120. Large parts of the Grund neighbourhood were reportedly also destroyed. All of this is a worthy reminder that, although we in the West often consider ourselves out of the reach of the natural world, disasters can strike at a moment's notice. Now, in case you missed them, we've previously covered the lives of several of the most famous Americans of Luxembourgish descent, from tennis star Chris Evert to the founder of US Flag Day. Our latest Luxembourg American is not one to be proud of, however, even if he was once the recipient of the prestigious Order of the Oak Crown. John Dennis Haster was born in Aurora, an outer suburb of Chicago, Illinois, on January 2, 1942. His family lived in a rural area dominated by farms, and Haster became a born-again Christian during high school before starting work as a humanities teacher in a local school, where he was also the wrestling coach. He initially showed little interest in politics, but by the 1980s he decided to run as a Republican in the Illinois House of Representatives, winning a seat on his second attempt. Hastert was extremely conservative. His early moves included helping to block the Equal Rights Amendment, opposing gay rights and favouring deregulation. By 1986, he'd got himself elected to the full US House of Representatives. He soon established himself as an anti-abortionist, pro-gun, pro-death penalty stalwart in Congress, and rose through the ranks of the Republican leadership. When Speaker Newt Gingrich resigned in 1998, Hastert was able to take his place as the third most senior politician in the United States. During the presidency of George W. Bush, Hastert was a firm supporter of the administration's controversial policies both at home and abroad maintaining party discipline in the House and enacting the so-called Hastert Rule, which ensured the Speaker would only advance legislation supported by a majority of his own party. Throughout his career as Speaker, Hastert was dogged by persistent allegations of corruption, and he survived several ethical scandals during his time in Congress. After the Democrats swept back into control of the House of Representatives in the 2006 midterm elections, Hastert lost his position as Speaker and subsequently resigned his seat in 2007 and he went on to have an extremely lucrative position as a lobbyist for a number of firms in the tobacco, transportation and energy industries. But what, if anything, does this have to do with the history of our Grand Duchy of Luxembourg? Well, unfortunately, quite a lot. As it turns out, Dennis Hastert was of Luxembourgish heritage. Fine, this link with Luxembourg was actually quite tenuous. 
Hastert's great-grandparents had emigrated from Osweiler, a tiny village in the east of the country, in the 1860s. However, upon Hastert's assumption of enormous political power in the United States, the Grand Duchy's government and politicians were keen to make the most of the connection. In 2001, Hastert was invited back to the village of his ancestors, where he had been elected an honorary citizen of Rossport Council, and was commemorated by a memorial plaque. He was celebrated by CSV President of the Chamber of Deputies Jean Spouts and many other politicians. And so began Hastert mania, as it was referred to in the Luxembourgish press, as various sections of the country's media and government bent over backwards to please the nation's favourite great-grandson. The Institut Grand Ducal, the country's national academy, published a report tracing Hastert's lineage all the way back to 1695. Both then-Foreign Minister Lydie Polfer and then-PM Jean-Claude Juncker met him in Washington in 2002, with Hastert repaying the compliment with a second visit to the Grand Duchy the same year. By now, Hastert had become an unofficial lobbyist for the government of his ancestral homeland, and visits continued apace. He was back in Luxembourg for the 60th anniversary of the Ardennes Offensive in late 2005, and once again returned to the Grand Duchy in September 2005, accompanied by Jean-Claude Juncker, when Osweiler's fire station was renamed after him. In 2004, Hastert even received one of Luxembourg's highest honours, the Order of the Oak Crown Grand Cross, from Grand Duke Henry himself. And his work for Luxembourg continued after his resignation from office. Working for lobbying firm Dick Stein Shapiro, Hastert acted as a representative for the government of Luxembourg in Washington. This would soon turn out to have been a bad idea for Luxembourg, though. In 2015, it emerged that Dennis Hastert was under FBI investigation after trying to withdraw almost $1 million in cash. It turned out that Hastert was making secret payments to an individual who had accused him of sexual abuse during his time as a high school teacher. The next year, Hastert admitted that he had sexually abused at least 14 age boys and was convicted by a federal court. His sentence, though, was relatively lenient. He was given 15 months in prison and a $250,000 fine. Hastert suffered a stroke during court proceedings and eventually served only 13 months of his sentence before being released in 2017. A distinguished Luxembourg American? It turns out that Dennis Hastert definitely wasn't. That's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode of the Luxembourg History Podcast. This episode was based on articles by Gary Arang and Thomas Tutton. Script adaptation and hosting by Thomas Tutton and brought to you by RTL Today.